Blog Talk Radio. Let's keep it Hello to you. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good morning. Good night. <laughs> Depending on where you are listening to the sound of my voice from, I thank and praise God for another chance and another opportunity for us to join together in the airwaves. So just endeavor to be under the grace and influence of God. Hallelujah. This is Elder Coilette James. You have tuned into the It's Real Radio talk show. And I am just so excited about God. I am so excited about the hand of the Lord on our lives and all that he desires for us. I think so often we forget that we are the apple of his eye. We worship him, we praise him, we exalt him, and as we should every day of our lives. But we forget that he loves us. We literally are the apple of his eye. The word of God says that God literally sings over us. Isn't that incredible? He is the lover and the lifter of our soul. But we also are his bride. We are his children. We are his bride. We are what gives his heartbeat joy. If we delight ourselves in the Lord, he will give us the desires of our hearts. So how do you delight yourself in the Lord? By recognizing and undervaluable you are to him. Just as we understand and we give credence to and we exalt him and we are forever grateful and and mindful to tell him how much we love him and to give him praise and to give him adoration and to keep him lifted high above all of our situations and circumstances and everything that we are encountering on a daily basis. Sometimes I believe we forget just how much we mean to him. I really believe that. And I think that God is such an awesome father, such a phenomenal lover of our soul that he wants us at times to stop and to ponder that thought. You know, yes, it is important that we exalt him. Yes, it is important that we worship him. Yes, it is important that we give praise unto him. But it is equally important that we stop and drink in the fact that we mean everything to him, that he loves us unconditionally. And because of his great love for us, he has bestowed incredible blessings and benefits upon our lives. So we can't reverence and we can't receive and we can't appreciate all that God has given us until we first acknowledge and recognize how much he loves us. So I just, I this is that was for free. <laughs> that was just something that God was just placing in my heart as as I was going forth and just saying thank you, God, for us joining together. We have continually remember that he loves us more than we love him. I won't say as much as, but his love is even far greater than our love. So, amen. Welcome, my sister. How are you today? Grateful to be on the show, sis. How are you, Elder? 
Hey, I am awesome. I am awesome. You know how sometimes God will just meet you in a place and just give you a refreshing. And I believe that that's what I encountered this morning um, at at service. Just, you know, he just showed up and just gave uh, his own personal refreshing unto us. And I'm grateful for that. I just need to, to make acknowledgement of that. I'm grateful for that. Because I think, and I'm sure you can bear witness to this as well, that in the day-to-day life that we all have to live and, and the things we encounter, yes, we have the victory. Yes, we know, you know, we make our declarations. And, yes, all of the good things that we we say in the Lord, it's all good. But at the same time, there comes a time when you just need a refreshing in the Lord. And he is so faithful to give us that. So I'm awesome. <laughs> That's what I'm I talking about. Awesome. That's a blessing. You know, I'm going to tell you, it's it's nothing like his refreshing. It is nothing like it. If I can talk to anybody out there, and please hear me. You know, a lot of people, I think, people think that you got to be in church 24-7 and and praying 24-7. That would be nice. But you know what? If you just ask, he said he wouldn't hold no good thing from you. Just ask Mm. him. You know, I I, I told the Lord, I've been praying for a week straight. Father, I need a breakthrough. I need a breakthrough. I need a breakthrough. Mm. Because, you know, I, yeah. I, I'm toiling this thing for too long, and I don't want to keep toiling this thing, and I need a breakthrough. And I'm like, Amen. I truly see in my heart that he gave me a breakthrough. And I thank him so much for that because it was a calmness and a peace that came over me that you can't explain mm. to anybody. You know, because I was, mm. you know how you just, certain things just get to you and you can't let it go mm-hmm. sometimes. But I thank mm-hmm. God that he allowed mm-hmm. me to let it go. So I thank God as well, sir. Amen. Amen. See, that's what I'm talking about. One of the things that that blesses me so about our show, Tanya, is that, you know, neither one of us are bougie and all caught up in the uh, I'm so wonderful, I'm so great, and I never have issues, and I never sin, and I'm never disobedient. And you know what I'm saying? I, I thank God that he has placed in both of us just this realness in him. Just the ability just to say, you know what, Daddy, (laughs) here's the real deal, okay, and to be able to share that with others, because I think others need to know that, you know. I really, really do. I I believe that it is vital that people understand that you can love the Lord with your heart, mind, body, and soul and still have struggles in life and still have times of despair, They'll have times of, oh, God, I don't even know if you can pull this one off. Just just have those times. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I believe that we are Bible-believing, faith-walking, you know, encouragement-talking individuals, but that does not negate the fact that we are yet human. We are yet human. Man, that's true. You know what, sis? And and, And I thank you so much every day because I've grown with this show within the last couple of years, and I posted that on my Facebook page, you know, when I posted our show on Sunday, and what I told people is, I hope that you guys can get what we get out of it because we, I've grown with this show, and um, mm. I, I've, I've been saved for a while, and I, and everybody should know by now I backslid, and, and you know I've had my battles and I've had my struggles, but you know I'm so grateful, you know what I'm trying to say, sis, through the washing of His blood that cleansed me, mm-hmm. and I love Him for mm-hmm. His un unconditional love and his mm, unfailing yeah. grace and his yeah. mercy, man, that's mm. everlasting. Because I would not mm. be here, everybody, if it was not for that. You know, and um understand Lord. something I said to, I have to tell people as I minister to them. You know, God knew that Judas was gonna do what he did the way before Judas okay. knew he was gonna do it. <laughs> and everybody said, Why would he him. still allow him to walk with him? Right. You know, but he knew, because guess what? What y'all don't even know is everybody got a purpose. Good, bad, and different, ugly. Everybody has a purpose. And I'm so grateful for that. And something I heard a minister say, see, God created the heaven and earth, and everything above, beneath, below, underneath the surface, the sun, the moon, everything, and he rested. But one thing he did when he looked at everything, he said, for it is good. So if he said that and he created us, what you don't understand is, even in your mess, even in your sins, even in your stress, mm-hmm. even in your whatever mm-hmm. it is, guess what? He still looks at you and said, for it is good. So it's your yes. choice. 
what you choose or how you choose that you want to be. You, every day he gives us a choice, and I thank him for that. Because you can be ugly, you can be sad, mad, stressed, really. And people say to me all the time, yeah, it's easy for you to say, man, tell them, sis, I have struggled with mental disorders, y'all. I have struggled. I promise oh you goodness. I feel like at one point in my life I've had m- multiple personalities. I've went through some you things have. where I thought I wanted it, to kill myself. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm No, it's the truth. And, you know, no, but what I'm real. saying is, but he always set people in your life that love you spite of. He always sends Amen. a messenger in your life so you can never come back and say, Lord, where were you at? See, you can ask mm-hmm. all you want to. But, see, I'm going to tell you what he told me. One day I said to him, where are you? He said, I've been here. Where are you? Hmm. Get that again. I say, Lord, where Lord. are you? Because I feel like you're not here. He said, Tanya, I've always been here. But I looked around and I asked mm-hmm. him, where are you? Mm-hmm. Where are you at? Mm-hmm. So I need some people to ask for that question because he never leaves you. He said, who shall separate you from the love of God? Nor death, nor height, mm-hmm. nor principalities in high places, darkness, whatever it is. Nothing should separate you from the love of God. But you can separate Nothing. yourself from the love of God because that's your choice. But he never mm-hmm. separate himself from you. And that's that's mm-hmm. what I want to say about that. Amen. Amen. Well, that, you know, it, it's, it, I, I was sitting here and I was listening to you expound and, um, and just thinking how good God is and how, how he puts things in place without us even understanding and recognizing what he's doing. And it just, as you were talking and the different things that you were sharing and what have you, I was sitting here and go, wow, perfect segue to our topic today of understanding kingdom influence. Because the fact that all the conversation that we just had for the past 12 minutes is nothing but influence going forth. It is just saying that, you know, this is the life that, that I live. This is the realness of who I am. And in being real and transparent with others, it gives you into their lives. It gives you influence. Um, it gives you credibility. If they know that you can relate to their situation, their circumstance, it gives you credibility when you begin to minister unto them. So I just, I just thank and praise God because, he he always knows what he is doing. So with that being said, our topic today is understanding kingdom influence. And one of the things that, that the Lord placed on my heart in dealing with this, I, I've been dealing with the, the seven um, mountains or seven spheres of influence all year within my personal life because God has just really, really been just, just intrinsically placing this in my spirit, so I know I have an assignment in the midst of it. But um, I, I wrote on, when I posted the, page, the, the show on my page, on my Facebook page, I wrote, how well do you understand your sphere of influence? And I said that today's show is going to dive into just how influential you really are. But the question is, what are you using your influence to accomplish? Now, that's a deep question when you think about it. And and so we were coming home from church today, and I asked my husband, I said, if someone just out of the blue asked you about your sphere of influence, what would you tell them? And and I'm just I'm being transparent again, and I'm using him and his transparency, but he was like, I don't know. So then I thought, hmm. I mean, it just, just the light bulb went off, and I thought, I wonder how many people really don't understand their sphere of influence and don't really understand. If you don't understand it, then how can you utilize it to do a shifting in someone else's life? Think about this, and I'm going to break this down for you, and then I'm going to let my sister jump back in here. But I really want you to get a clear understanding on what influence is, what the Fear of influence is and understanding your place in the kingdom, okay, when it comes to influence. Because I believe that we are living in an hour and in a time where we have to be propelled to the forefront of influence in our world, not just in our own small little dwelling, but in our world. 
because I believe that God has called us and put things uh, spiritually in motion for us to really take our rightful place as rulers and reigning in this earth's atmosphere, okay? I believe that we are in a, in a specific point, a point in time where God is calling his body into position. That means his intercessors, that means his prophets, that means his apostles. And I say those three, and, and I'm not taking anything from the teachers, the evangelists, or the pastors, but, but hear what I'm saying. Because the fivefold doesn't even talk about intercession. However, nothing really comes into fruition without the intercessor. Because the intercessor is that one that is got his head to the breast of God, saying, "What must I release in the atmosphere for your will to come to pass?" All right. That intercessor is that silent warrior, and I say silent in the fact that they're not being exalted. They're not being um, lifted up for everybody to see. Normally, your intercessors are in the background. People don't even recognize or acknowledge them, but they are the ones that are birthing forth that that God is calling forth in this earth realm. Intercessors' position and sphere of influence is so incredibly vast and great, and most don't even understand it. They don't even understand it. And I promise you guys, I'm giving it to you if God is giving it to me, okay? So I thank and praise him for this Kairos moment right now and what we're discussing and what we're talking about. Because it's got to, we've got to take our rightful place and positions in the body of Christ so that the will of God will be in full manifestation in this earth. Run. I promise you we are living in such a strategic time in the will of God and in the manifestation of the fruition of what God has spoken to be in this earth realm. And if we don't get ourselves aligned correctly with the move of God, we're going to miss it and others will miss the blessing of it. So we don't want to do that. We don't want to miss this window of opportunity that God has graciously granted unto us to be used of him for his glory. We don't want to miss it. So let's back up for a minute and let's think about that word influence. And and I pulled it up because you know me, I love to I, I love to do word studies. And so I, I looked went to the dictionary and influence is both a noun and a verb. It is both. As a noun, it says the capacity to have an effect on the character, development, or behavior of someone or something or the effect itself. Okay, let me read that again. Influence is the capacity to have an effect on the character, development, or behavior of someone or something or it is the effect itself that's influence as a noun. As a verb, it is to have an influence on. So in other words, it is to be that effective person or that entity that will develop and have, have precedence in somebody's building of their character and their development and of their behavior. So I ask again, who are you influencing? What is your sphere of influence? Well, let's look at what a sphere of influence is. And this, this blessed me. This blessed me um, to no end. Because the actual phrase, like when I pulled up sphere, then as we all know, a sphere is a, a circular um, um, Ge geometrical object, okay, that, you know, all the way around it, it points to the center of it, okay, it's, it's, um, it's round, it's in the surface, um, hold on, let me pull it up, um, a sphere, it says a round, solid figure, or its surface, with every point on its surface, um, equivalent from its center, in other words, it's equal to the center, Okay, that's a sphere, okay? Or it's an enclosure. It's a, it's a sphere. It's what it is, all right? But what blew my mind was that sphere of influence, that phrase has its own definition. And I, I did not know that until today, okay? You know, you hear about it all the time, but I did not know 
fear of its own definition. It has two, actually. The first definition, and this blew me away, says that a country or area in which another country has power to affect developments, although it has no formal authority. Let me say that again. A country or area in which another country has power to affect development, although it has no formal authority. And then the second one said a field or area in which an individual or organization has power to affect events and developments. Again, a field or area in which an individual or organization has power to affect events and development. So now we want to talk about our sphere of influence, okay, as kingdom citizens, all right, as kingdom citizens. We have to look at where, where, what is our, our circle of influence, okay? Our, our first circle of influence should start within our homes, within our households, with, with our mates, with our children, because in actuality, you are influencing their lives by everything you do and everything you say. I was talking to my nephew recently, and, and, and he asked a, a straight question, what makes a man a man? And it was just like, and as I thought about it, and I started breaking it down, and I started talking about one that takes responsibility for themselves, takes responsibility for their household, takes responsibility for their family, Okay. And recognizes, and this is what I told him, and recognizes in the middle of that responsibility that every decision they make is going to have a direct impact on those around them. So we have to get to that same place when we think about a sphere of influence, when we think about the influence that we have within our families and, and those that God has has. Um, directly connected us with, we have to understand that every decision we make, every action we take, every word we say has a direct impact on those that are around us. Now, I, okay, well, we were talking about being transparent in the beginning of the show. I had to recognize that back in my early 20s, when I decided to kind of drop off the deep end for a minute and get involved in drugs and all manner of different things, that that had a direct impact on my children's lives because my children had to live through that period of time with me, okay? So I impacted them. Now, the impact, I pray, would be one that said, no, I don't ever want to get involved in that because I know the struggle that I saw my mother get through. The other impact should be I know the power of God because I saw him deliver her up and out of and take her to on a whole different path. Okay? So understand that influences can go in, in many different directions, but yet and still we still have to understand everything we do has a direct bearing and an impact on the lives of others. I know my sister can relate. Like she said, she went through a period of time, of uh, a backslidden place, a, a time, a dark time. I mean, we've all had dark times in our lives. Let's just face it. You know, dark is dark. Okay, I don't care what you did in your dark time. It's no worse than what I did in my dark time. It might be different things, but dark is dark. And when we go through those dark periods, we have to recognize and understand that in those dark times, we were influencing those around us either for the darkness or for the light. Think about Star Wars. You know, the whole movie is about the dark side trying to pull those that are the Jedis that are in the light into the dark side. That's all they want is to get them to the dark side. That's what the enemy systematically tries to do is to lure us into the dark side. But when light steps in, darkness is eradicated because there is no darkness in light. So we have to get to that place of influence of those around us that we recognize the, the true light lives within us. So we have the ability to change the trajectory and the dynamics of people's lives by living out the example of Christ that lives within us. That is our most powerful piece of influence that we have. What are we doing with it? Are we utilizing it? 
Are we giving giving God the ability to use us as his glory bearers, to use us as that bright and shining light in this dark and wicked and perverse world? Or are we so busy trying to hang with the Joneses and do the bling-bling thing that we forget, you know, souls are weighing in the balance? Please know, and my sister's right here on the phone with me, she can definitely tell you I love my bling. Absolutely, okay? But bling don't save lives. Jesus does. So no matter how much bling I may have, I recognize and understand if it was all gone today, okay, oh, well, as long as I still have my Christ, as long as I still have God within me, I have learned over the years to let that go. Tangible things I can definitely let go. Sometimes I can let them go a little easier than others, okay? But I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, as long as the light is still in me, that I have the ability to influence somebody's life with Amen. We have to start utilizing what God has given us. Sis, this is what, 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 what has just kind of taken, over, taken me over as an assignment is dealing with the seven um, spheres of influence. And, and he, here's, here's what, what is so funny to me is we as the children of God, the fact that we don't deal with the seven mountains or the seven spheres, whatever you want to call it, of societal influence as we should. And, and this is what, what is so profound to me is that the world has jumped on it and ran with it and is ruling it, all seven of them. But the, the light that was shown on it came from kingdom people came from God people, okay? I'm going to read you a little little something about that just so that you understand how we as a body, God will reveal a thing to us in order for us to take over it or to, to utilize it or to facilitate it, and, and then we will allow the enemy to creep into the body and tell us that's not God, and then the world take it and run with it and rule it. It is just amazing to me. Okay, and we've got to, as the body of Christ, come up out of that. We, we, we've got to stop doing that, okay? But check this out. The Seven Mountains of Societal Influence. In 1975, that's how long ago, in 1975, Bill Bright, founder of Campus Truth and Lauren Cunningham, founder of Youth with a Mission, developed, listen to this, they developed this developed a God-given, world-changing strategy. It was developed by kingdom people, by children of the Most High God. They developed a God-given, world-changing strategy. Their mandate was to bring godly change to a nation by reaching its seven spheres or mountains of societal influence. And then we allow people in the quote-unquote church to come and tell us we're not to have anything to do with 90% of the things that they talked about. Here's this. They concluded that in order to truly transform any nation with the gospel of Jesus Christ, these seven facets of society must be reached. Number one, religion. Number two, family. Number three, education. Number four, government. Number five, media. Number six, arts and entertainment. And number seven, business. Now, this was a God-directed, world-changing strategy. And instead of the body of Christ jumping in the midst of it and ruling in those seven mountains as God called us to do, they said, first and foremost, that we don't have anything to do with it, with government. We definitely shouldn't have anything to do with the media. Arts and entertainment belong to the devil. And business, well, you know, you always keep God out your business. They dealt a little bit with family and education, but then they still let allow prayer to be taken out of school. But I got something else on that as well. And they got caught up in religion instead of a relationship with God. So where are we today? We don't rule in any of them. None of them. None of them. Even in our families. Because we put our children in front of a video game or in front of a television and let that video game or that TV rule them, influence them, tell them who they are, instead of telling them and showing them who they are in the word of God and living out the mandates of God on our lives before them. 
You better come on. That's uh, powerful, it, sis, what I, you just said. Um, it's serious. This is so serious. And so what now we have is, done is yeah, allow the yeah. world to come in and take over what God gave us. You know, that's powerful to me, sis. And I'm going to tell you something. You, you, If you didn't say anything else about that, I, I pray that somebody hears that because we don't understand sometimes why our kids are doing what they're doing, saying what they're saying, why their spirit is do, doing what it's doing, hateful and cussing and fussing and doing all kinds of things. Because what's happening is they're putting them in front of video games. And the video games are talking to them. The video games are telling them what to say. That's why they don't have minds of their own. You look at kids playing video games, they're almost like they're in a trance in that game. You know what I'm saying? Hours at a time. And that's so deep. Yeah. It, it, you know, and I hope nobody takes this the wrong way. I was talking to an African man one time, Muslim. I was talking to a Chinese man one time, just asking different questions, and this is what they said to us. See, what you don't understand is we don't allow our children to watch a certain amount of television. If we do, maybe one hour in a day. Because education is important. So we feed them with what we feel is going to be important to their future. I'm not yeah. saying it's the new modernized kids. Please hear me, y'all. We've become so modernized that I don't care what color you are anymore. We have gotten so lost in a pattern of doing what everybody else do that we're forgetting the, the morals and the foundation of what we were raised on and what we believe in. So mm-hmm. that is so true. You know, I heard a man say his son got several degrees and going to college and things like that. And the first thing I said is, wow, wow, I'm so excited. He said, you know what, Tanya? I didn't allow my children to watch television. They hated me because of it. I never, I never even put a television in the house. He said it was always books and always what can they read? If they were bored, what can you read? What can you do? He said, I constantly fed my children with that. Now they're true successors and and they're going to take care of me. So mm. you, that's so powerful what you're saying. It's like like a preacher. I tell people all the time, it, church is not, it, it's, your, it's not sometimes it's not people's preferences. See, we church hop all the time because it's our preference. Um, they're not doing this here. They're not doing that there because it's our preference. But see, church was never for your preference. It was for your purpose. And people mm. need to understand that. See, because when you look at church as being your purpose, the reason why you're there is to grow. The reason why you're there to get closer to God. The reason why you're there to have a relationship. Because, and then you got to pay attention. Who's influencing you? If you have a pastor okay. who just get up there, Jim Jobbing, and don't tell you to read it for yourself, if you don't have a pastor to tell you literally, don't take my word for it, go into the word yourself, then you got to reinvestigate. Mm-hmm. Because if all he mm-hmm. cares about is what mm-hmm. he's feeding you and don't care if you know anything else, Please hear me what I'm saying mm-hmm. to you. Then you got to ask yourself, are you mm-hmm. being brainwashed or are you being taught? So there is a big really? difference. And one, yes, one more is. thing, sis, and I don't mean to out-talk it, and I want to say this. Oh, no, I said good. something on my that's Facebook. Good. This lady was talking. She was really powerful. And I hope I'm not taking this, the, the, the show off, but I, I just want to ask you if this has something to do with it. She said there's two kind of people, gifted people and anointed people. Gifted people, they do things. They're in the kingdom of God. They're doing things, but they want to be seen. They want a flow show. Majority of gifted people. I saw that. (laughs) Right. Yeah, yeah. I got to show this gift. And I thought, wow, that's powerful. Man, she was breaking it down. And then she said, but there's anointed people of God. Those are the ones how you were talking about earlier, sis. Those are the ones that don't need no attention. Those are the ones that don't, don't need all that. They do what they have to mm-hmm. because that they're anointed mm-hmm. with that influence of God to go into the mm-hmm. kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. I had to share mm-hmm. with some different people the other day. I said, you know a lot of word of God say the harvest is much and the laborers are few? Because we got so many people out there that want a flow show and want somebody to recognize who they are and what they've done. I've done this and I spoke at this conference. And you know what I'm saying? I, have, I know somebody like that. Oh, no, I don't want no attention. But, you know, I am a life coach, a minister. Um, I was... Um, um, a, a bishop and uh, a prophetess and I'm this and that and I'm like look it well let me say something to you your gifts will make room for you but your anointing will bless you see mm. your anointing opens up the door for so much more influence in your life mm-hmm. okay a yes, gift can just mislead you from, uh, from time to time because see you guys if I gave you a gift all the time and, you, and that's what I tell people all the time with your kids they got to know a difference between when they're right and wrong if you keep giving them gifts all the time when they're wrong, then, then give them gifts when they're right. 
then they're going to always act a fool because they know they're always going to get something, whether they act wrong or right. right. So I hope I'm kind of like, right. I, I know this, I hope I don't take it too far off of what we're talking about. But what kind of, like you saying, sis, what kind of influence are you being? See, a lot of people don't want to talk because they feel like, no, I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. We all make mistakes. None of us are perfect. But if God has given you something to share, given you something to give, then you should give it and give it freely because it never was yours to begin with. So, you know, I get exactly what you're saying. See, what I've been blessed is I had a praying grandmother and I had a praying godmother. The same church that my God sister go to right now, my God brother, the pastor of the church, my sister Seneca, the pastor of the church, she's under a good influence of the body of Christ. See, when her and I were saved, we had women of God preaching into our lives, telling us about the kingdom and telling us about the weapons of warfare yes. and tell yes. us about that. All I'm saying to you guys is whoever you spend your time with, the majority of your time with, that's your influence. So if mm-hmm. you're around a bunch of thieves, I don't care what you say. You're eventually going to be a thief. Hmm. You can say whatever you want to. Eventually, you're going to wind up doing something because it's who yeah. has influenced you. I told my daughter one time, you need to stop hanging around them girls because, see, them girls out there doing this and doing that. Oh, Ma, you don't know what you're talking about. I say, Curti, this is a true story, and people don't want to hear this. Who you spend your time with is basically who you are within your heart because if you were hmm. different, you wouldn't spend your time with them. So if you can spend your time with people cussing and fussing, fighting and doing whatever they want to do, you can say whatever. I'm just loving on them. It's something in you just like that spirit or you wouldn't entertain it. Mm. You can say whatever you want to say. People can tell me whatever they want to tell. That's not true, Tanya. Then you better call me up because I got something to tell you. I'm sorry about that. It's a known fact that you draw what you are. Now, whether you want to recognize it or not, that some people don't want to, rec- I didn't want to recognize this. You know what I'm trying to say? Because I started looking at who I was encircling myself around. And then I started saying, that's not true. But then I started thinking, yeah, you're right. See, when you hang around, I'm not going to lie to you. I was like, dang, you're right. You don't have to never drink. But you keep hanging around drinkers. And I guarantee you, you're going to at least, you're going to drink something. You may drink it and stop, but still, it influenced you. So I get what you're saying. What we're trying to make everybody understand is this. No, we're not perfect. By no means. Please hear me. I'm going to be the first partaker. But I will tell you this. When I was out there in the streets and I was doing what I was doing, I remember the same girls that I was doing with looked at me and said to me, you're different. What are you doing here? I go, I'm doing what you do. They say, you're trying to do what we do. But you can tell you're, not, you're different. And I was and I would say to them, mm-hmm. don't say that. I'm just like you. They go, no, you're trying to be just like us, but it's still something different about you. See, mm-hmm. regardless of the fact, keep on y'all when I went in the brothel. People were telling me I remember when I was going to the brothel. Now, why would somebody? Why? What? The devil ain't gonna tell me to take a Bible in the brothel. And mm-hmm. I took one. And I know it. The, the madam of the house called me in the office. This is what she said. You are gonna have to leave here. Why? What did I do wrong? Because you're having an influence on our girls and they're leaving here. Mm. And you're ruining our business mm. and you got to go. Wow. wow. And it, I remember it hurt me because, of course, who wants to feel like they're not a part of and they left out? But here again, what she said to me, you got to go. Why do I have to go? You said I didn't do nothing wrong. Well, you're influencing our girls. You're preaching mm. to them. And they're leaving here. So again, see, what you don't know is, I don't care where you are. You can be out in the street, sis, she'll tell you. Long time ago, I got mother and them, we always had some kind of mission work. They always involved us in mission work. We fed homeless. We talked to the homeless. We went on, we would walk door to door to people, like the Jehovah Witness ministering to people. We did it all, y'all. But my sister mm-hmm. will tell you, people be looking for me. I was in the box with the people. They had houses built like boxes. Tell you was in the box with them. Sitting down talking mm-hmm. to them. I don't care what I had on. And mm-hmm. I, let me tell you something. I remember people saying this to me. I, I said with a girlfriend of mine in Atlanta. But let me tell you what she did. We're feeding people everything going good. A man went to go grab her hand and just say thank you. She went, don't touch me. Don't mm-hmm. ever touch me again. 
Mm, and I remember mm, looking mm. at her going, oh, my God. And she just and I at the man about I, everything that had been done. Oh, my God, you guys. This homeless man, you know what he said? I don't want nothing from you. you she, she said, you can have a bottle of water. He said, I wouldn't take nothing from you. I will starve before I take anything out of your hand. Mm. And I remember he looked at me. He said, sister, I said, I'm so sorry. I can cry y'all about it right now. Because I remember the pain in that man's face. I said, please take something to eat. I said, can I have a hug? He said, I can't hug you. I'm dirty. I told him, man, if you look even deeper, I'm just as filthy as you are. And that man hugged me and cried. He said, I've never had anybody hug me like this. So all I'm telling you guys, I don't care if you think whatever. I wasn't a minister. I wasn't anything. If God gave you a heart, if he gave you a mind, he gave you a heart so you could feel, so you could be an influence. So you may make mistakes, because we all do. I still make mistakes. I tell people I love the Lord with all my heart, and I cuss like Peter sometimes. I'm sorry, y'all. But guess what? That don't <laughs> stop me from doing what I'm supposed to do. Amen. I still minister to people. Amen. 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 So, and all that you said is, is right on point. It really, really is. We live by example more than anything. So what you were saying about your friend, you know, she out there supposedly giving the homeless the word of God, but when it came time to embrace them, which is the love of Christ, you can tell somebody about Christ all day long, but if you are not an example of Christ by sharing the love of Christ, then everything he had done and tried to do was was negated. It, it meant nothing. As you said, that man said he would not take anything from her. And it's because it, we as influencers, please hear me, please hear me. Uh, it says that a leader without followers is just a boss. They're, they're not a leader. Because in order to have followers, you have to lead. How do you lead? You have to lead by example. You do that by showing forth what God has called you to. Here's, here's, here is the, the other point I wanted to make, because I, I said earlier about three entities that God was using mightily in this particular hour, and I started off with the intercessor, and even though, like I said, they're not part of the five-fold, quote-unquote, ministry, they are the greatest part of birthing out in in the, the land, in, in what God is calling people to do. The other two is the prophet and the apostle, because they bring judgment and governmental order, establishment. The prophet can can bring judgment by speaking forth the judgment of God, okay? The prophet can also speak forth blessings, just immense blessing by speaking forth the blessing of God. The apostle is that one that brings governmental order. The apostle establishes order. That is the hour in which we're living right now. You've got the intercessor praying forth and praying through and posturing themselves to birth the will of God. You've got the prophet that is either pronouncing the blessing or the judgment of God over his nation. And then you've got the apostle who's establishing governmental order. We have got to understand our place and our role as we take authority in this earth realm. People, let me say this to you, and this is this is from my heart, okay? And, and I've been guilty. We have said so much, so many derogatory things about President Donald Trump, okay? I will be the first to tell you, God, you said I had to pray for him because he is in authority. So I'm going to be obedient, but at the same time, I have to admit, Lord, that you said you would use the foolish things to confound the wise. And I must be full of wisdom because I don't understand his position. Okay? I'm serious. And this is me being transparent and talking to God. But here's the key. We spend so much time talking against our mouths, pronouncing curses over this man, that we have stopped being what God called us to be, and that's influencers. Why are we not sitting at the table with this man, interjecting God's wisdom upon this man so that he can make godly choices and decisions? If we sit back and allow the world 
to command the seven mountains or spheres of influence, and we don't take our rightful place at the table so that we can be a part of the decision-making, so we can be a part of the lawmakers, so we can be a part of those that have voice in what's going on in our country, in our nation, in our families, in our businesses, then we do not have the right to sit up and complain. We do not have the right to put our mouths on other people. We've got to get to a place where we're being used of God to be a voice at these tables. That's why these seven mountains of influence are so important to me. And I believe that this is an hour that God is yelling. He is shouting to his body to rise up, rise up, and take your rightful place at the table. Take your rightful place at the table. Stop thinking of who you're not and think of who you are and whose you are. I'm looking at elections across the country. I'm looking at this young lady in New York who defied all odds, beat a 10-time um, Congress, Congress, congressman, I believe it was. He had won 10 elections, been in Congress for years and years, and she unseated him for the Democratic primary. I wish her well yeah. in the, the real elections. But here's the key. She didn't take no for an answer. She did not allow people to tell her, you're just this little Puerto Rican, 26-year-old little girl, what can you do? She didn't allow people to tell her that. She didn't allow corporate money to corrupt her in her running. She made a vow and a pact not to accept any corporate pact, no corporate backing. And with her limited resources and finances, she unseated this man. I promise you, I am telling you, this is the hour in which we're living. God is doing some things. We better wake up and smell the car. Come on. And see his hand. You better come on. He is doing things. He is raising people up. Yes. Yes. Raising people up from obscurity, people you never heard of before, people that you would never even look twice at. And he is raising them up and putting them in seats of You better come on, sis. Why not you? Why not you? And you know, sis, they say there's 1,700 a day millionaires being made in America. 1,700 millionaires a day is being made. You know what I said? I want to be in that number, Lord. Mm-hmm. I remember I was good with finances before anyway, but you know what? I done made some turns. and You can show me where I can go wrong with my finances, but I'm back on track. I want to be in that number. Mm-hmm. I don't know what day it may be. I don't know what it is, but if it's our permissive will. Because, see, I don't want nothing that's not of his. And I don't want the Amen. money if he know I'm going to get off Amen. track like I did before. I'm just going to keep it real Amen. with everybody. And I know Amen. that he knows me better than anything. And, you know, I heard a man yes. say one time, everybody go, see, if I won that millions, the mega millions, if I won that millions, I'd do this, I'd do that. But I bet you, I bet you, nine times out of ten, if you got that money, you probably won't do not one out of that ten. Hmm. If it. Hmm. Because I promise you, it would change the direction of your life and your decision making will become the will. It will, but here's the key. Now, remember today's topic, understanding kingdom influence. See, there's a difference in just having influence and having kingdom influence. See, here's the difference. So if if you were to win mega millions today, okay, hallelujah, (laughs) if you were to do it, will you be a kingdom influencer or will you go over to the dark side with all of a sudden be a worldly be standing over you saying, I am your father. Okay. I'm serious yeah, about yeah, yeah. this thing. I'm making a joke of it, but we know that if we are not serving God and if he is not our father, then our father is the devil, the father of all lies. That's who our father is. So you, are you going to be drawn to the dark side, or will you be a kingdom influencer? Will you be one that God can trust that to yes. use in whatever place he puts you? That's what I'm talking about. Being at, no, the that's at these tables, not with the big head, not with the bling, bling, look at me, but with the knowledge and understanding, I'm only at this table because God let me be here. I'm you better come on, somebody. God has an assignment for me at this table. I'm only That's at this powerful. table because I won't compromise what God gives me to say. God, if you tell me, I'm going to 
speak it. I said this Wednesday night at Bible study. I, I had the honor to, to teach Bible study. And I said this. It, it's like you have to get to the place where you understand and recognize what's in you. And this ties in, since what you were talking about, what Christine Kane was preaching on. Because Christine Kane said that you can be gifted and you can fill a room. Because of your gifting, people will come to see you because you're gifted. She said, but if you gifted, when you step into that room, then deliverance happens. When you step into that room, healing happens. Stop, stop. It's not just people yes. coming to see yes. your gifting. They're coming because deliverance. Living Christ lives in you, and they know they won't leave the same. They're coming because there's come change in the atmosphere. Yes. So yes, that's where we yes. we have to be pressing into to get to that place of no, I'm an atmospheric changer. I am a kingdom influencer. When I step in the room, then I step in with the power and the glory of God within me, so that He can use me to do whatever He desires to do. Come on, baby. That's the you need to come on and preach that. In our influence. That is Amen. the place that God Amen. wants us to reign and to rule in. Not because, oh, yeah, all eyes are on me. Look what I just did. No, heaven forbid. Heaven forbid. No, look what God just did because I promise you I shouldn't be here. But this is the grace of God. He sat me I'm gonna tell at you the something. table. I agree. He brought me into this place. I agree. I agree. You know, I tell people all the time, you know, I watch football players, basketball players, and different stuff, and you got to hear y'all, hear me, y'all, what I'm trying to say, and I hope nobody takes this out of content. Those are gifted people to do what they're doing to be able to play basketball and get the contracts that they're getting. But you know what really shocks me the most is that I've seen so many not being the proper influence to me that they should when it comes to kids. So you're showing them all the bling, bling, expensive cars. You're showing them all the clothes and all the bling, bling jewelry and stuff. So you're influencing them to make them believe that, you know, you don't have to go to school to get education. You know, I'll just play me some basketball or I'm just going to play me some baseball. I'm going to play me some football. I'm going to become a star. You know what I'm trying to say? You're not telling them, look, brother, go out there and go get – I ain't saying all of them do it. But there are some out there that don't tell them you need to go get your education first. You need to know who you are before this this, this takes place. And, you know, I hear people say to me all the time, but this is how I feel, y'all. If you sign the $255, $65 million contract, whether it's baseball, basketball, football, hear me what I'm getting ready to say to you. Yes, I don't feel you need to be out there doing nothing crazy because, to me, you're an influence and kids are looking at you. And that's the gospel truth. And, see, now you're becoming a worldly influence, and that's all that matters to you. But are you being a godly influence? And that's what's important to me. See, a lot of times we got to understand something, you guys. The reason why we're not being blessed with certain things is because we can't even influence on the level that we own. You don't even want to open a peel your mouth to say nothing to nobody in the grocery store in the line next to you. You ever think you hear yes, a soft yes, whisper? Let me interrupt you, that you for a minute. Let, let me interrupt please. you for one minute. I'm going to let you continue on your thought. But here's my question. This is what just dropped in my spirit. Who's influencing please. them? Who are right. who is whispering in their ear? See, hear me now, because we're looking at their celebrity status and the ability they have to influence others. But why is it that you can't be their friend and be an influence to them, so that they know the right way to influence others? Go ahead. Amen. I love that, sis. And you know, two of my favorite people was uh, C.C. Winans and Whitney Houston. And I remember hearing a story with Whitney Houston, and she said that when she began to sing, she modeled first. But when she began to sing, you know, her god sister is Cece Winans. And, mm-hmm. um, see, you know, she could have went into gospel music, Whitney Houston, but she wanted to go into circular music. She chose circular music instead. You know, I asked myself the question if she would have chosen um, gospel music. And please hear me. I ain't telling y'all because you sing gospel, you ain't no devil. Some you got a big, a lot of big devils sing gospel music. That's not what I'm saying to you. But what I love about CC Winan is not only she did she sing about the glory of the Lord, but that woman has definitely lived the glory of the Lord. So she used her kingdom influence to influence others. I don't know about y'all. When I hear her music, it's such an anointing on her music. I cry. I can mm-hmm. relate to it. I can sing it. And mm-hmm. I promise you my favorite song she made was Alabaster Box because that's what I believe. Mm-hmm. That's who I was. You don't know the cost of that oil. 
So don't look at me and mm-hmm. down me for anything. But what I'm saying is, you know, I remember her, C.T. Wynan, saying that she tried to do everything she could, you know, to get across to Whitney, you know, to minister to her and everything. But the difference was she had a different influence. Mm. So what I'm saying to you, Ned, I'm looking now and I'm going, a beautiful gift. She was gifted, y'all. She was mm-hmm. gifted, but she wasn't mm-hmm. anointed. See, C.C. Wynan mm-hmm. is anointed with her gift. Mm-hmm. Did you see the mm-hmm. difference? See, Whitney was mm-hmm. gifted with no anointing. Cece was mm. anointed with a gift. See the difference, y'all? Because see what I'm saying yeah. is you can say whatever you want to say. You can do whatever you want to do. You can turn you turn around. I'm going to say it quickly because the show is almost over. But again, kingdom influence. What are you influencing in the kingdom of God? What are you doing with that gift? You know what I'm saying? You mm. may rap. Are you mm-hmm. using it for the kingdom of God? Or do you think that you're going to do mm-hmm. it in a circular world? And quickly, I'm going to say this. I heard somebody send something to me on YouTube, and he said, see, if I were the devil, see, I don't need your clothes, your shoes, your cars, and your money. But if I were the devil, I would give you unhappiness all the time. I would ruin and steal your joy. I would make you feel like you don't know who you are, and you can't enjoy nothing that God has blessed you with if I were the Mm. devil. And think about that, Mm. y'all. See, y'all think it's about the cars, and see, we are building up. See, the Bible said, what are you storing your treasures up upon? Because, see, uh-huh. we're buying cars, y'all, and I ain't saying nothing's wrong with that. We're buying clothes and houses, and I ain't saying there's nothing wrong with that. But you ever notice when you get all that, you still ain't in no peace? All right. Mm. Why ain't you had no peace with all that? Because something mm. else is influencing you. Because why you bought them cars and houses and clothes and getting that new man or that new woman? You've medicated yourself. My you God. haven't you haven't equipped yourself. You've medicated yourself. Mm. So think about that. Mm. What influence do you have in your life today? Do you just want to be with Amen. Christ? Because see, people think when you're with Christ, it's so slow, and it don't seem like blessings flow. That's a lie. Mm. That's what the devil wants you to believe. Because mm-hmm. see, if God put you in a one bedroom with a used car and made sure his food on your table. Do you know that you can be a bigger influence than somebody living in a mansion driving a Mercedes-Benz? Hallelujah. That's right. Okay, what they call that six-figure income, because I'd have made money before, y'all, in the world, and I was never happy at all. The Mm -hmm. money went fast. Since you remember that, I used to wear my jewelry. Mm-hmm. I used to, because I was so influenced by the world, I used to say, you see this watch? Mm-hmm. This is a $1,000 watch. These shoes was $2,000. And, man, my, finally mm-hmm. my niece said to me, Auntie, I love you, but I miss my old auntie. This is my sister, Corlette, on the phone's daughter said this to me. But I miss my TT. Well, all that stuff didn't matter to you. And everything that came out your mm-hmm. mouth, you ministered. That's the auntie <clears> that I miss. <throat> I don't miss the auntie that got all this. Who are you influencing today? What are you saying out your mouth that's building the kingdom of God? Are you building it or are you tearing it down? Glory. That's it. Now that's it. Hallelujah. You know what? We we serve an awesome and a mighty God. We are, are almost at the end of the show, but the one thing that I would pray that you would leave this with is recognize that each and every one of you, under the sound of my voice, have the ability, because God placed it in you, to be an influencer, to influence others. What are you doing with the ability that he has given you, and what kind of influence are you unto others? God told us we could ask for the nations. He told us to ask extravagantly, and he would bless us, okay? None of us are saying that having nice things are, is a sin. you got to vow a vow of poverty. That's not what this is about. What this is about is learning your place in the kingdom, knowing the fact that you have been given a seat at the table of influence, and if you don't step up to the plate and take your seat, someone else will take it from you. Okay, so you need to recognize and understand who you are in God. There's a seat for you at the table. You need to sit in your seat, that seat of power and of influence, and allow the spirit of the living God who dwells within you to command that seat. Amen. Amen. This has been a blessing to you. I pray that you hear the passion of our hearts 
Hallelujah. It is time out for the passive saint. It is time out for the saint that believe that their place is just in the four walls of the church house because that is never where God called you to. He said to assemble yourselves together, and that is to be built up and strengthened so you can go back out there in your place of rule and reign. That is and that's what that kingdom influence. Be doing. Amen. Right. That's Amen. that kingdom influence. You guys Amen. Bless, bless, bless. I love you, sis, with all I love you, I sis. I love you guys. And I thank and praise God for each and every one of you. Please, please, please share this broadcast. Share it with those that you know need this encouragement. They need to recognize and understand that they are a pearl of great price in the hands of their father, and he wants to use them in an incredibly mighty way. God bless you. Amen. Love you guys. Let's keep it real.